Help, I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 59. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, I'm Chris Biting. And we are here to answer all... Well, actually, we're just here. We are. We're just here to kind of hang out. We like to talk Mac, and of course, we like to talk smack. Wait, no, (laughs) wait. That's sounding really goofy. How about I just let the music finish out? Sure. We should count this as a do-over. Oh, nah, anyway. It's all right. It's all right. No, it's it's good. So uh, Chris Biting back here with us once again. Another podcast devoted to all things Apple. And yes. uh, some things have happened. Some some new stories have come out into the open. And we're going to kind of take a, an approach of looking at those stories, finding out how they're going to affect you and I, Chris. And of course, our listeners just like us. Oh, yeah. And uh, should I get right into it? Was, it, was that a segue into I, the new story? I think so. Okay, we'll call it that. <laughs> we're uh, we're broadcast professionals. You can tell. the uh, The big story is that Steve Jobs is on is taking a leave of absence from Apple until June. So yeah, that's uh, kind of scary. It is very scary, and and of course, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. And obviously, the I mean, here here's the deal, Chris. You and I. We we've we've been talking about this for weeks. We've we've known kind of the ins and outs as news is coming out. We're pretty much aware of it. You and I probably I don't know about you, but I would assume that you and I both listen to other technology podcasts and mm-hmm. we and we've just heard this thing talk to death. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we come here and record the Help I Got a Mac podcast. And I'm afraid to go on and on and on and talk about these stories that literally other people have just talked to death. And I guess sometimes I have to remind myself there are people who are listening to the Help I Got a Mac podcast who don't listen to three other Mac podcasts. Yeah, that's true. So um, in case you didn't know, uh, Chris and I have talked about this. I guess it was probably about two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, when when the rumors had started to come out. And, of course, I had... I had assumed that things were wrong, going wrong um, back um, as early as when they said that, you know, he was not going to do the keynote. As soon as they said that, uh, regardless of what Apple officially said, it was in my opinion that it, it had a lot to do with his health because of the way that just he just didn't look himself. And obviously um, he looked like he had lost a lot of weight and he just wasn't looking healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's. I guess it's it's something more serious than than just a simple enzyme issue he's having or a hormone issue or whatever it was. So yeah. there's all sorts of rumors that he's going to get a new pancreas, that they're taking his pancreas out, that he's getting a new liver, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I, I I don't concern myself with those rumors. However, I must say that I'm a little bit concerned and and, and quietly skeptical of uh, how much spin has been put on the story by Apple. Oh well, they're they're doing damage control when when your number one guy the guy who's kind of the visionary for all your products is is not feeling you know a hundred percent you know what what do you what do you do you try to spin it in such a way that you know it takes the least amount of damage but now you know go ahead go ahead i was gonna say all all that aside i mean i I think they've got a, a a fine group of people in place i mean tim cook is no slouch he came from next he's been with steve for a long time so he knows steve's style and from what I've heard, they're a, a lot alike 
as far as how they manage and things like that. So I, I think it's a good in good hands. Plus the product pipeline is you know two years down the road. Apple typically is is pretty far ahead in their planning and stuff. You know everything's a year or two down the road. So I think at the, at the at the bare minimum we're going to be fine for the next you know twelve months. Yeah. So so I'm not concerned about Apple. Uh, honestly, I, I'm really not. I I believe Apple's a solid company. Obviously, they're profitable. They're not in the red, which is excellent. I ad, I admire any company out there that's not in debt. That I mean, that just to me is is something worthy of of being respected for. And and so I respect oh, yeah. them for that. And you know, and the, and the thing is, is they haven't they haven't dropped their standards and saying, hey, let's just um, let let's let's do what we can to to kind of win over everybody out there such as you know dropping you know the the notebook computer a desktop computer down to like the 600 or 500 dollar you know they're they're not they're not getting cheap on their production they 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 keep high production standards i think apple's a solid company but i you know i i'm starting to be a little bit skeptical though of the way they've handled this, you know, the the whole a couple of weeks before uh, MacWorld, they announced that Steve's not doing this keynote, uh, but uh, the surest that it's not his health. Then the day before the keynote, uh, Steve sends a little note to the the partners and to the stockholders saying, "Hey, just so I want you to know, uh, everything's fine." Of course, I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm not feeling great. I'm still working on some medical issues. You know, I've kind of talked about those. It's you know, I hate to even bring this up. In fact, I, I don't, I've already said more than I want to, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, um, afterwards, we we have basically, you know, oh, by the way, I'm doing much be- worse than, than what they had uh, thought, and I'm taking a six-month leave of absence. Uh, but don't worry, I'm coming back, and I'll be strong, and blah, blah, blah. It, it, I mean, it seems to me like somebody in whatever department at Apple said, okay, here's the, here's the plan. We will release this information a couple months out. We'll release this information the day before, and then we'll release this information. It's as though this was all orchestrated. And, and maybe that's just me being cynical. Yeah, I you know what I, I don't know though. It's it's not unlike Steve to shoot an email off to everybody though. He's done it before. Yeah, I don't. And know. those emails those emails come from him. You know, I mean, uh, when I worked at Apple, those emails would come. You know, every once in a while, it would always start off team. You know, this is what's going on. And normally it was stuff like, "Hey, uh, yeah, I had uh, pancreatic cancer. I'm in my hospital room right now, talking on my 17 inch MacBook Pro, and it's you know, yeah. or 17 inch uh, PowerBook." So I I don't know I I think I think everything will be fine I think hopefully what would be sweet is if he comes back in June unveil some kind of cool new product and it looks you know a little overweight I, yeah I I, I mean <laughs> I, awesome. trust me I I wish I wish all the best for Steve I really do um and and in, in a way he's kind of a, a modern day hero for geeks and stuff I mean obviously I, I I'm very much enjoying the products that I've purchased from the Apple company and. And uh, I, I used to poo-poo on Apple. Um, you know, I, I really didn't like uh, the, 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 the Apple snobs, if you will, yeah. that, that I used to encounter. And I mean, the, and, and I, I, you know, I, since I've actually owned a Mac, I haven't really been attacked by an Apple snob in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are you familiar with what I mean when I say the Apple snob? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's those people that that say, you know, well if you if you don't own a Mac, you don't own a real computer, you know, and and you, you just don't understand. I mean, it, they, I mean they're it it really is a cult, you know, for some of these people. I mean, Apple is their religion. And that's a, that's a little freaky for me. But uh the thing is though is that from the time I actually got over my issues with the some of these really weird individuals and actually got some products it's like wow i and and emily's saying um chris isn't that you and it's like no no i've i've called apple to the mat plenty of times exactly exactly so yeah chris chris actually had chris say i hate apple before or or maybe (laughs) maybe you didn't say those three words but something close to it sometimes i hate the things that apple does but yeah i i do hate the people who are like they have the blinders on, you know, they're, they're, they're afraid to look at the other side. I will at least look at the other side and go, okay, I'm right that, you know, Microsoft does suck. You know, I, I, I'll be one to, to, to watch the a Microsoft keynote, like on CES with, with, I'm excited about it. You know, I'm going to hopefully see some cool new stuff. I want to see if they talk about the Zoom phone. I want to see if they talk about, you know, Xbox cause I'm an Xbox guy. And it was the lamest keynote I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it made, made Phil Schiller look like ten Steve Jobs on stage. And it's one of those things that you know I, I they go, okay, this is why this is why I don't use Windows. You know, it's stuff like that. And I, I don't think that makes me an Apple fanboy per se, but it just makes me like realize that I, I think I understand what quality is, and I feel that Apple equals quality to me. To me, Apple and the whole brand and product is like the BMW of the computer industry. I I agree. And and the thing is though is is I've obviously you know, like I said, when I first I first got my first video iPod, the fifth gen video iPod, I, I mean, that was my first introduction into Apple and I was won over immediately. It's like, oh, my gosh, how did I not have this iPod before? How, how did I live before this? And, and really, it was the it was the iPod that really got me excited about podcasting. And so basically, um, you know that, and I think that that was the case for so many people. And then, of course, Vista came out, and and they shot themselves in the foot, and yeah. and that's what really, I mean, that is what pushed me over the edge. I had considered getting a Mac before, but Apple snobs actually talked me out of it by telling me, "Oh, it's about time you're finally going to get a real computer." <laughs> I think I helped you do that, did I? I think you did. I think you actually, <laughs> I think you said a couple comments or something like that. It's like, and you were one of like 50 people who emailed me and says, "Oh, you're finally going to get a real computer," and I'm like, "Okay, forget it. I'm not getting one." It's funny though for for every you know one of those people there's also people on the other side that are like you know why are you using that Fisher Price computer and it's yeah. like you know so I I think I've seen it firsthand uh, I used to work with a guy who was a staunch Microsoft guy I mean he was a developer they developed in Visual Studio and all that stuff always ripped on me for using Macs and I ran into him uh, about two weeks ago he uses a Mac now and he's like man I don't know what I was complaining about I don't know what what I was so afraid of this is the greatest experience I've had. And it's just like, you know, okay, you get it finally. You you see why people are so enthusiastic about these computers. Yeah. I, I will say, though, um, it was really the Intel, the switch to Intel that really uh, made it possible for me to get a Mac. Because while I don't really run Parallels and Windows on it anymore... Uh, I just choose not to use the Mac uh, for certain things. I use my PC. Uh, but the thing is, is the fact that I could put Windows onto my Mac hardware, that's that was a selling point for me. Yeah, I remember when uh, Apple went to, it's kind of like the reminiscing show. I remember when Apple went to Intel, I was, it was funny, I was at my job at 
that I was at. And I'm like, no, they can't switch. This is the worst thing ever. It ended up being the best thing they've ever done. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's really it's really awesome. The, the possibilities there. In fact, um, I've been hearing tons of good things about Windows 7 and I'm very interested in the possibility of uh, using boot camp for the very first time on my Mac and uh, running Windows 7 on the other side. Yeah, I've been running Windows 7 in a virtual machine and it's I have to admit, man, I, I was pretty excited about it myself. And it's it's a really good operating system. I mean, they could ship it today, and it would already be better than Vista was when they shipped it because Vista was was severely undercooked. Well, here's the deal. I mean, I've said this from day one, and I will. I, I have never let up. All the people who said, "Oh, well, Cliff, really, Vista's not all that bad now that they've got you know Service Pack 18 and stuff, or whatever it is that they've said." Uh, I'm exaggerating slightly. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I've I've said Vista's been crap since day one and has never changed in my opinion. And and I refuse to help anybody who brings who darkens my door uh, with the shadow of a Vista machine. At you know my what though? Um, it's funny when you when you've been sitting on Vista for a while or Windows Seven because they kind of look alike, and you go back to Windows XP. Windows XP to me just looks like looks old it, it looks really really dated it's it, just funny it may but i i have uh three machines in my house with windows xp on it use it every single day and it works perfectly as it has done for the last what four or five years now yeah i'd be willing to bet though now if you installed vista i think you would be it, it nope. would be just as, as good nope. Nope, 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 nope. And it's, you know, all it takes is one bad experience to make someone's opinion change forever. Oh, no, so it's I- not just one, though. You got to understand, I do a lot of consulting for clients, and clients ask me all the time, you know, okay, so what kind of machine should I buy? And uh, I always tell them, let's get you an XP machine. Here's how we can get you one. And uh, about 70% of my clients listen to me and get an XP machine. The other 30% do not. They don't want something that's outdated. They want to get the most recent. They want to get something off the shelf. They bring home a Vista machine. And uh, some of the programs that we use that are made just specifically for podcasters always experience driver issues. Webcams, uh, get the drivers get deinstalled all the time have to reboot the system. There's no driver there. They have to reinstall the driver for the webcam. Happens all the time. Yeah, I, I think I think which, which is cool. I mean, I I get paid you know lots of money per hour <laughs> to to sit there and and walk them through the driver install again. Then you, know? you should you should tell everybody to go to Vista. Exactly. Well, <laughs> but anyway, here's here's the deal though. I, I well I say all that just to say something really stupid, and 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 it is that all along I've said that Windows Vista is the Windows ME of the 21st century. Yeah, Windows ME was terrible. It was. And and it, it is that was the 20th century. This is the 21st century of of ME. You know, basically it's been out about the same amount of time before they're going to replace it. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So I, you know, whatever. Anyway. But uh mo- moving off of Windows. Yeah, let's do that and <laughs> and say uh we hope uh Steve is is uh you know, hopefully he'll really take some time off, and hopefully he won't he won't go into Apple headquarters, and hopefully he will uh, see some some doctors, and and that that they'll be given a lot of wisdom and discernment on how to treat him, and and I hope things go well for him. I really, re- and I'm not just saying that. I really do sincerely hope that. And but regardless, one way or the other, I, I have I have no doubt that if something happens to Steve, the stock prices of Apple is going to just go through the floor i mean there's just no question in my mind that i think it's a buying opportunity you know if it keeps going down 
it's 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 going to be a sale. That's ex- that's what I'm saying. I, I have no doubt that the stock will go down if something happens to Steve. Uh, but I really have, uh, believe it or not, I have some faith in the company. Uh, my faith, my faith isn't in Uncle Steve. My faith is in is in a company that that I think who finally gets it now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to turn it around. Now, they, have they made some bad deci- decisions in the past? Are they going through some growing pains? Even Chef Marks in our chat room, and he was talking about the fact that you know, hopefully, whoever takes over, you know, the they won't be so doggone, um, uh, you know, stuck to all the black and white rules, you know, and how everything has to be the Apple way and and can't deviate from it. There, there is some frustrating things that that come up from time to time, and I and I recognize I've actually, you know, hit my head against the glass window. Uh, cut and paste, <clears throat> copy and paste, exactly. Um, uh, GSPN.TV application taking four months to get approved, you know, and 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 some some other crazy stuff like that. But at the same time, I I must say that I I as an owner of my own business, I understand the desire of protecting my brand and doing things that I think are right for my company, regardless of how <laughs> it may be perceived by people who wish I would do things a different way. Right. And, uh, but at the same time, I've learned also the value of making sure that I understand what it is my customers, or in my case, my listeners and community members, uh, desire and, and that I at least listen and let that stuff soak in. And, that if there if there's anything that I don't think is quite evident is whether or not Apple listens or at least I, I think they do, but there's no way for them to communicate that say, hey, you spoke, we listen. Yeah, you'll never see like an Apple blog. Yeah. You know, where it's like the developer of iTunes is like, yeah, I think that should be that way. Yeah, they'll listen. I mean, there was some updates. You know, people had some issues with how 10.5 worked on, you know, certain things and and. They answered those complaints, you know, through updates, you know, they allowed you to do like folder listing and stuff like that. But it's generally Apple does take a very kind of arrogant um, stance of it's it's our way. We know better than you know better for yourself. Yeah. And, and that does, and that does get frustrating. And, and, and as a as, you know, as a parent, I recognize that I do that with my children. And and I would have to say that as a parent, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm right. Uh, I don't know if. Apple gets it right nine out of ten, but um, you know they're obviously doing something that's made them a profitable company that's not in debt and that you know is doing pretty well today in spite of the economy. Yeah. So yeah, um, the other thing I was going to say is is the closest thing that I've really personally seen from Apple since I've actually started using Mac and Apple uh, st- um, equipment and stuff is back when the iPhone took that major uh, price drop and then Steve sent out an email saying listen you know we've heard we've heard your thoughts we <laughs> we understand we're going to give you a credit at the store you know and and uh so, so so it was you know he they did hear the outcry there i think they also heard the outcry from the people who want who wanted the uh you know the iFart application and and the whoopee cushion and <laughs> and the gspn.tv application for the iPhone uh and and i they although they didn't acknowledge saying hey you know we've kind of heard and you know we're we're revising the way that we think about these applications and what goes in uh they didn't quite say it that way but they did email me and say hey you know uh you know we recognize that we previously have rejected the application that you submitted if you were to submit it again we'd be happy to give it a second look 
Yeah, which, I mean, which I mean, tw- why not just say, listen, we've pretty much loosened our underwear, <laughs> and we're we're not we don't have our panties in a wad anymore. And uh, why don't you have us look at it now? Well, for them to say that they're wrong is to you know then Apple becomes fallible. Yeah, and, and you know, there's <laughs> there's something in me though that 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 has a lot more respect for a company who says we're wrong. Sometimes. Not like on on big huge things, but you know what I'm saying? It's it kind of you know, I like when a when a company like Apple, for example, comes out with a, a MacBook and they've been selling them knowing full well that in 3 days they're releasing something that, you know, is is about two times better than what they're currently selling and they say, you know, hey, we finally released this come back to the store and we'll we'll switch you over to the new one if it's been within so many days. You know, th- mm-hmm. those kind of things. I, I I like those things that Apple does. Not many other companies do that. Yeah, yeah. They they, they do try to always take care of the customer. Most at least of the in time. The, at least in the store. But they'll 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 work with you within reason. I mean, they're not going to take something back that's like, you know, 9 months. Right. So, let's talk about what other kind of news is in there. Now, David Jacobs has uh looks like he's put a little post to uh his into his blog there it looks like um as far as his suggestions for Steve but uh what what kind of other news do we have here uh some new statistics i guess for the iPhone applications yeah uh, if you go to the website they 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 announced fi- over 15,000 applications are now in the application store for the iPhone and over 5 million downloads so to, to say that the iPhone has been a success, I think, is is an understatement. Absolutely. I mean, it is. The iPhone has changed the way that I connect with people. Oh yeah, me too. Absolutely. I mean, um, I would. I be honest with you. Unless I had a BlackBerry, which I never really would have paid money for a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's amazing. I, I would pay. I'd pay a couple hundred bucks for an iPhone, but I would have never paid a couple hundred bucks for a BlackBerry. BlackBerry, I would say, if if email were the only thing I was interested in, and and contact list management, then absolutely BlackBerry would have been a way to go for me. Yeah. But there were so many other things I wanted out of a out of a phone that the BlackBerry didn't didn't ever offer for me. And so so the iPhone has done everything. I mean, it's it's given me you know if I'm bored and I just want to play a game, there's a game or two on there that I could play you know for hours on it. If I want to take a picture real quick, I can snap that. If I want to jailbreak my phone and and uh, use quick, I can I can stream live video. <laughs> if I wanted to, um, you know, enter some stats into a quick spreadsheet, I, I can do that. If I want to, if I want to open a PDF document, if I want to read a book, if I want to browse the web with an awesome looking web browser, I mean, it. it and and then of course, even before, unless I had a Blackberry, I would have never text messages before. I, I I've sent text messages in the past where you have the you know three or four letters per per number digit. <laughs> you know I I've sent those. There's no way I would text message that way. But yeah. now I find myself text messaging, and then of course I text uh, message with full sentences. I don't know about you. Oh yeah. Well, you know, like if you have a one of those keypads, you know, you're like. L8R for later, you know. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, when you say, when you send a text message with an iPhone, it's a full sentence with punctuation. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you <laughs> don't have to. You don't have to do all that TTFN or whatever. Yeah, ta for now. 
So, I mean, exactly. I mean, I, I do that. And of course, the other thing is, well, I was just thinking of one other thing that I do. But anyway, it, it really has. It, it, it's connected me. Oh, Twitter. I mean, it, it, iPhone and Twitter together is like heaven. Dude, Tweety. Tweety is awesome, isn't it? I am a believer now, man. I was really resistant, and I got. And once two point one came out, I was like, I, I gotta buy it. So I got it, and and I haven't looked back, man. It's such a nice, fast application. If anybody's out there and you use Twitter, and you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch, and you do not have Tweety yet, yet what is it? Four ninety five, two ninety nine. Some, I mean, it's something. It's under yeah, two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. It is the best $2.99 app you'll ever buy. I guarantee it. Every single person I finally, and it, it's weird. It's three bucks. It's taken me probably about you know three or four months to convince about eight different people to, to buy this thing. Like you, DG Hollums, um, Tommy, from, Tommy Glein from down the road here in, in Erlanger, uh, some other folks. I mean, it's like for months and months I've been going on and on about Tweety and how awesome it is. And everybody's like, well, I really like Twitter phone. I really like Twinkle. I really like this. I'm like, yeah. but guys, if you would just get Tweety. And then all of a sudden, it's like you all broke down within nine days of each other. <laughs> you know what it was? It was the popularity enhancer they put on it. Well, tell me what that is, because I, <laughs> I see that and I don't. I have never. I haven't even looked into it. Tell me what it oh, is. It's it's awesome when you uh, you go into settings and you turn it on. Yeah. And <laughs> what it does is, you know how when you when you see the list view of all the people and you swipe left or right. Say you know that, it, Say that again. Let's say like I look at you. You're you're, you're my list of people, right? Yes. And I and I swipe over your name and I can you know respond or look at your timeline or whatever <laughs> when you turn it on if you do that instead of making the little noise it makes it makes a it makes a sound really that's it yeah oh and it gives you a flashlight okay because <laughs> the two the two most popular applications are flashlights and farting applications oh so that's what it is yes Interesting. Well, so I will just not add that to the list of benefits of why you should buy Tweety. <laughs> <laughs> but Tweety is pretty awesome. Yeah. And by the way, some people have asked me on Twitter, how is it that you can do the landscape mode? Uh, with a lot of these applications that you buy for the iPhone, actually you close the application and you go into the, to the, the little gears icon, which is your settings for the iPhone. And when you scroll down on that main page, there is actually a list of applications that have settings that are built into the to the settings uh, tab. Or uh, yeah, icon. it was yeah, it was funny. I was looking all over in Tweety for the settings. I'm like, am I dumb? I just don't see them. And then I realized that they were actually in the real settings section of the iPhone. Exactly. So if you go there and then you scroll down to Tweety, then you'll see the different various toggles for for different things that you can change there. So. Exactly. All righty. So uh, what else do we have? New Apple Store? What, what's going on there? Would you believe that the Philadelphia uh, does not have an, an Apple Store? Why, why would that be hard for me to believe? Because Philadelphia is a huge city with millions of people. Or, I don't know, a million and a half, whatever. But, I just uh, heard a, a Bruce Springsteen song from a long time ago. Uh, the Street, Streets of the Philadelphia. Streets of Philadelphia. But yeah, I mean, even even uh, Louisville, uh, Louisville, Kentucky has a, a, an Apple Store, but Philadelphia didn't. So rumor has it Philadelphia is getting an Apple Store. So if you live in the Philadelphia area, yay! That's pretty cool. Well, good good for Philly. 
I'm surprised they didn't have that. I know. How many Apple stores are there? Do you know? A few hundred. Most of them are in California, though. I mean, are they? Yeah, yeah. An Apple store in, in California is like the Seven Eleven. I mean, there's like it's like Starbucks. It's every few feet, you know. There's an Apple store. I like that we have one pretty close. I mean, you're a little closer than I am, but still, for even for me, it's only a thirty minute drive to run. Yeah, to, for me, to it's Kenwood. ten minutes. Yeah. Very cool. So what's up with a 15-inch MacBook Air? Uh, there's a rumor out of China that a 15-inch MacBook Air is coming. And that's, that's all I've got. That's the only rumor. That, right. That's the only details. <laughs> but apparently this, this, this news site is, is, is batting 500 right now. So they've been wrong before. So take it with a grain of salt. Gotcha. So I, I personally don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, what, what size I, is the current MacBook Air? Uh, 13 inch. I think they're going to go smaller if they're going to do anything. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to go bigger. You need you need a bigger envelope for their commercial. Exactly. <laughs> I I would love for them to get a. Uh, yeah, I, I would love for them to get a, a netbook. I think that's netbooks are sweet, man. Netbooks are sweet. I would love to see a little, um, you know, fold clothes. Um, device that is, you know, maybe three times the size of a iPhone, maybe twice the size of an iPhone. Yeah, I uh, I, I played with one uh, when we had the the new media Cincinnati meetup. Uh, one of the guys had a little Lenovo, and man, it's really sweet. And I guess you can get uh, like an MSI Wind is a brand of it, and people have hacked it and put mac os 10 on it and it runs just fine i've been hearing about that i heard a lot of i, I think i heard the guys on uh, mac break weekly i guess yeah they that were would talking, be they were saying there are three different um netbooks that you could get that are are absolutely guaranteed to work with with the mac os i know think about it. you could buy a laptop for under 400 bucks and run os 10 on it yeah and and it actually runs pretty well is what i understand yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to be awesome. I don't need to play World of Warcraft on it. I just wanted to check my email and stuff. But the thing is, then you start treading into the the thing like, you know what? I've got an iPhone. You know, do I really? Because like when we went to this meeting, um, uh-huh. I thought about should I bring my laptop? And I'm yeah. like, you know what? Now I got my iPhone, and that's good enough. And it turned out it was. Well, here's the deal, though. Um, I would love to have a little netbook so that I could uh, plug in some USB devices, such as you know a. Um, a, a, a very nice webcam with a good microphone on it so that I, you know, I could basically, instead of, you know, pointing my laptop screen at somebody that I could actually, you know, set a little camera up on a, on a tripod or something, kind of like what I do in the studio here. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. And, and so I, I love the, I would love to have the function, the functionality of some USB drives. Could you, that would be cool if the next generation of the iPhone had a USB port and an SD, SD card slot. I would just take it in an SD card slot. They're going to come out with 32 gig SD chips here soon. Yeah. Like micro SD. And you man, you could carry, you know, they, someone can make like a little adapter. You put like three or four of them in your wallet. I mean, if each one was, you know, let's say 16 gigs and you have four of them, that's, that's a lot of storage, man. Yeah, no doubt. And of course I would love, there are a couple things I'd love to have in my new iPhone. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have a, I would love to have a much better camera, uh, you know, something at least like a, a five megapixel camera with, with a flash. How awesome would that be? It would be awesome. That would be cool. So let, let's, re- let's really quick. Uh, I think that was the last news item I had. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
Um, real quick, since we're on the iPhone uh, and we've already discussed Tweety, any other applications that you're loving right now? Well, for me, uh, let me just pull up my iPhone here real quick, and I'll tell you if there's anything new that's really been. Uh, you what, while you're doing that, I'll pull. I'll, I'll tell you about one that I'm really digging right now. Okay, go ahead. As and let me preface this by saying, there's a lot of a lot of people who have heard this show before know I, I have I have a satellite radio. I talk about it and I love it. Love my XM radio, but you know what? I'm I, I am willing to give up my XM radio because of this application I got. It's called Slacker. Really? And it's a it's it's a lot like Pandora. Um, but you get a lot. It's it's already it's stations. So if you like, let's say modern alternative rock, they've got a station for that. If you like uh, classic country, they've got a station for that. If you like folk, they've got stations like that. And you hear maybe one or two ads an hour, if that. And the music is is higher quality than Pandora. It sounds great in the car. I've I've been listening to it in the car, and I've never I've not had a dropout. You know, I've got pretty good three coverage in Cincinnati so I've, I've not had a drop out anywhere I've been and uh, it's free so it's called Slacker it's the application to get for music as far as I'm concerned very cool uh, you know I actually paid some money for uh, a game that I used to love as a kid and that's just Yahtzee uh, it's the official Yahtzee Adventures game and I found that pretty enjoyable uh, it, you know it's one of those little things where you know, if you go into the little handheld electronics, you know how they have those cheap little push button games and it's got the little LCD display, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd play, you know, I get, I used to get one of those for the road and stuff like that in the backseat of the car and I'd love to play Yahtzee and stuff. And, but, uh, this Yahtzee adventures, it's really cool. And, and it has some different types of Yahtzee that I've never played before. It's a, it's a fun game. It, it's something that you have to pay for. I think it was like four ninety nine or something like that. But I uh, definitely, definitely enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Let me look at my iPhone here. Because I've got a couple games recently, too, that are uh, that are really good here. Um, oh, Slots. <laughs> slots is good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, it's, it's racing. You remember when you were a kid and you get those cool tracks? You know, you put the tracks together and you just sit the car inside of it. Oh, and yeah. And you had the little, little trigger, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of racing. One one button, you press it in, and you let it go, and it goes around the track. It's awesome. Really? Is that a free app? No, it costs money. Oh, man. Come on. Sorry. We need some free apps here. Okay, free app. I got a free app for you. Sea Dragon. Okay, what's Sea Dragon? Sea Dragon is more of like a really cool demo than anything. It's from Microsoft, and uh, it, it demos their... Um, Photosynth technology where you can zoom way in on photos and stuff. It's just kind of cool to play around with. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm looking at my my applications here. I don't have a lot of new stuff, to be honest with you. I keep myself pretty busy with um, with a lot of the stuff that I have. I, you know, I don't know if I've talked about it a lot, but uh, the iTalk application, if I haven't said anything uh, lately, uh, Stephanie's still using iTalk on a regular basis to record her Stephanie Unplugged podcast, and uh, just so everybody knows, they finally got rid of all the uh, audio glitches. So there, are, there's absolutely nothing wrong at all in the audio of of i of the iTalk application by Griffin. That's uh, cool. Yeah, they were really great. Working with them and the tech support over there was just awesome, and uh, stuff like that. But uh, I do want to rec- uh, remind everybody uh, that you know you can also don't forget that. You can. Uh, there's still some great applications and stuff that you can do 
with the web. And I find myself, you know, I have an icon shortcut to my Google accounts or not, not my Google accounts, my Google apps email. Uh, I, because it gives me uh, a more, uh, Gmail friendly look at my, my email. One of the things that I don't like about the email application in the iPhone is that because Gmail threads, you know, the conversations, so if you and I have emailed back and forth with the same subject line, Chris, uh, seven or eight times over the last week, and, yeah. I, and, and I just read your most recent reply, I responded to you, and then I, I will archive it, correct? Right. But if you email me back, the entire archive of that message is, is downloaded, and so my inbox shows all of those individual emails again. You know hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's how the iPhone does it. However, if I go to uh, google.com slash a slash ravenscraft.org and sign in with my username and password, I get a Gmail graphical interface to my email, which is, is kind of nice. It doesn't make like, – the thing is – the one thing I hate is I'm I'm down to like three or four emails in my inbox right now. And if yeah. I use this web-based graphical interface to my, my Gmail account – um, it shows me three three emails, but if I if it, one of those emails has been going back and forth with seventeen different you know messages going back and forth, and so when I look in my inbox on my iPhone uh, the the regular mail application, it looks like I've got like twenty or twenty one different messages in my email, and I just yeah. hate that. I, I I'm one of those guys that likes to have everything down. To yeah, nothing. I just don't I just don't like that threaded email format I, I just i like my I like my mail app i like it all out there for everyone to see in the world <laughs> everybody in the chat room is wishing me a happy birthday oh happy birthday cliff well tomorrow is my birthday so oh. but i appreciate your your happy birthdays and uh i plan to have a very happy birthday tomorrow how old are you gonna be uh, 15 16 i think i'm gonna be 36 if that if i'm not mistaken wow cliff you're now in your late 30s i know <laughs> well, I think we got some questions to go through. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look at those. Uh, first off, we have Lost with Charlie. I, I believe um, that's Emily, if I'm not mistaken, is her name. Uh, I could okay. be wrong. But anyway, uh, it's been two years since my poor three G, or G3 iMac crashed, but I'm graduating soon and need a laptop for my university program. I've, I, I obviously want a Mac, but I need to know which computers are best right now. I don't need top quality either, just a good computer for a student. Uh, also, compatibility is a big deal, so I work, Windows Office, all those things. And then she says, thanks, I I am so excited to get back into the Apple circle. As I said, I rocked a 3G iMac and I have a five-year-old iPod mini, old school, new school Apple. So <laughs> what would you recommend for Lost with Charlie? I would recommend the MacBook. I would too. Don't unless you're going to be doing video editing. Uh, but outside of that, I would say the MacBook is the way to go. Yep. It is your least expensive model to get into into the Mac. Um, yeah, actually, it's cheaper than the uh, the iMacs, even, isn't it? It is. It's a great. It's a great Mac. It really is. I mean it. Isn't, for the price, and I think it's cool. Isn't it odd to have you know an, a laptop be cheaper than a desktop? It 
Yeah. Because <laughs> growing up, it was always like, you know, uh, a brand new desktop PC, you know, s- streamlined the, the best you can get. <clears throat> You're running, you were running right around $900, $1,100 at all times. Um, the least expensive laptop, you know, going at the time was, you know, somewhere re- around the $1,300 to $1,500 range. Of course, right. today you can pick up a, a laptop for about three hundred bucks, just about anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Going with the the whole netbook thing, especially. Yep. All right. So Kylie Mac has a question. Uh, hello, fellow fellow Mac lovers. I finally ordered my new MacBook, and I'm anxiously waiting for its arrival of Hal Jr. the Next Generation, otherwise known as HNG. I'll be downloading iWork from the internet as if I uh, as if I bought it pre-installed. It would have the French version because she's in France. Mm. Uh, what I'd like to do is get a second and larger screen that I'll have uh, dual screen capabilities. I will. Let's see here. So she got she's getting a MacBook. Okay, good. Uh, which is so genius. I don't know why I don't why I haven't done it before. My question is, what are your suggestions for a good screen? Although I'm in France, I'm not sure what brands are available here. I haven't looked that closely yet. I think that uh, I thought I'd ask for some input and have at least one idea when I'm looking for and what to stay away from. So what would you say in this front here, Chris? I really like, I think Dell makes some really good cheap monitors. Okay. I would, I would go with Dell. I, I would as well. Um, I have been using some Acer monitors, uh, Acer LCD monitors. They're very cheap uh, and also gateway monitors. However, um, now out of nine monitors that I've bought in the last couple of years, uh, both personally and, and for the business that I used to work with in an insurance agency, uh, two of those monitors have gone bad. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that, you know, you, well, you kind of get what you pay for sometimes. Yeah, now, now this, is in, this is the United States. Uh, it's probably more expensive in France, but just for example, you can get a 19-inch Dell monitor right now. I mean, it's got a, it's, the contrast ratio is 1,000 on one, so it's not, you know, the blacks aren't as black as they could be, but uh, it's you know, 119 bucks. That's not bad. No, not at all. And, and here's the deal. As long as it's HDMI, it's still so much better than what we're used to. I mean, going back to the CRT days, Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and just having the VGA hookup. So, I mean, even even your cheapest Dell monitor with HDMI, it's going to look pretty crisp and very clear. Yeah. That's the that's the greatest thing I love uh, about, about you know, just the way that things are looking these days. It, it, no more blurry pictures at all. And, of course, yeah. of course, the coolest thing is if you have a big, gigantic, flat panel... Uh, LCD HD TV with 1020p. What is it? 1020p or 10, yes, 1080? That's the 1080p. 1080p. Uh, <laughs> big old 42 inch, and and hook your HDMI output into the uh, into the to the input of your HD TV. It looks amazing. Do you mean HDMI or do you mean DVI? Uh, well, you can go HDMI. Uh, okay, so you're right. DVI out. But they have a converter that'll go from DVI to HDMI. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And my my uh, my my HD TV has an HDMI input. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I use uh, HDMI for my Apple TV, and it looks amazing too. Yeah. So it's awesome. I almost want to quit streaming with my Mac Mini and take my Mac Mini upstairs for a 
a DVR. But. Yeah, I, I I would I would love you know what I would love to get rid of my Apple TV and and go with something with a little more beef to it you know but I, I've been telling you that forever you know rumor has it Boxy's gonna make their they're gonna partner up with someone to make a Boxy box a Boxy box and that would be the thing they get would be the Boxy box I w- will it do DVR capability you think they could they could make it open so you could. If you wanted to, you could buy like an Elgato like USB thing, stick it in the back, and boom, you got DVR. Gotcha. And that would be awesome. Cool. Well, there is one more question that I have in the room here, and then we'll start wrapping things up here. Uh, let me go back to the Help I Got a Mac section of our forum at gspn.tv slash forum. And it is... Where did it go? I just saw it. Okay, this is from John Schaefer. He says, I've been having an issue with my Airport Extreme base station now for the past couple of days. I have an external hard drive hooked to the USB port, and whenever I go to access it, the whole network seems to drop, and the airport flashes orange for a minute, then goes green again. I f- uh, first checked up, checked for updates, and there were none. I then tried another Airport Extreme that I have had uh, the same problem that I have and I had the same problem the second airport extreme I tried was my parents which is a much less congested network than mine so uh, let's see here so that should not be an issue either I also googled it and found the following link uh, to the following discussion uh, but it doesn't seem to have been resolved there either thanks for all your help so it seems like there's some kind of issue uh, maybe with a software update that was unintentional that did something that kind of messed this stuff up. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, yeah, well, not that particular issue, but I, I have had issues on airport extreme, you know, airports that's have dropped signals and stuff like that, where I've had to go back and retrograde, you know, reinstall the the previous driver, yeah, uh, for, for it to work, and that that does sometimes fix it. You know, I had an issue uh, with my Airport Extreme a little while back. I went in. Oh, you know what? It was after I upgraded the Leopard. I upgraded the Leopard, and then the very first time I went to do anything with my Airport Extreme, I wanted to to change some settings in it or something like that, and it wouldn't allow me to to connect to it. It It gave me some weird, funky errors. And so I had to do exactly just that. I had to actually go and f- somebody had a blog entry somewhere where they had the original drivers that came or the, uh, the original software that came with that Airport Extreme. And I ins- I downloaded it, I installed it uh and over top of the 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 Airport utility that was in there and it it's been working ever since. So, John, my suggestion to you is to see if you can't find look at look at the model number for your your Airport Extreme, and then do a search for original uh, Airport utility software or Airport utility drivers or whatever, and see if that doesn't solve it for you. Yep. Very cool. Well, Chris, do you have anything else for us this week? I don't think so. All right, man. So. Uh, that is another episode of Help I Got a Mac. And of course, what we want to do is we want to let people know, Chris, that they can email us if they want to. What's that email address? <laughs> I always forget the email address. It's easy. It's just feedback. Feedback at, at gspn.tv. That's right. Feedback at gspn.tv. Of course, if they wanted to call in, they could call area code 859 859- 
795-4067. That's a voicemail line open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you know what I'm just realizing is that uh, I have an email in here from Mary Junker. Um, I haven't seen this uh, since, oh, it just came in four days ago. Oh, it's the, uh, have you seen the uh, Apple, the new Apple um, laptop that the Onion News did? Oh, yeah. The the big giant wheel? Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. It's, that, is, it's, that is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, th- yeah, actually, that's all I have. So, um, phone number, area code 859-795-4067. Email, that is uh, feedback at gspn.tv. And, of course, we want to say thank you to all you Plus members out there who are listening to this via the podcast. It is awesome to have you out there. We appreciate you very much. And uh, anything else? I think that uh, about does it, doesn't it? It does. Oh, yeah, don't forget to go to the forum, gspn.tv slash forum. It's a great place to get answers to your questions without having to wait for the next episode of the podcast. Yes. So, and of course, we also want to ask you uh, to call in your questions, but not only do that, but uh, if you have a review for an application for either the Mac or also for the iPhone, uh, we're taking um, any kind of reviews that you want to record. You can call them in on our voicemail line. You can record them into your your software and email them in anything you want to do and that will pretty much do it so chris we will i guess talk once again next monday evening correct yes and we will of course I'll, i think i'll be seeing you wednesday right wednesday's the last thing uh, yeah are you coming to that uh mark was just asking me if i was i'm gonna uh, I'll, I'll uh i'll try what the nine o'clock right yeah yeah uh, no 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 starts at eight starts at oh eight. oh it's a two-hour premiere yeah well uh, it, where it, well it goes it's eight nine then ten and then eleven o'clock we're doing a podcast so oh shoot it's so, all uh, evening just come man is it the same place as it was before no it's at my house oh oh yeah that's right it is at your house yeah 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 that's a long this is a long song it is we're, we got <laughs> we got thirty seconds left man. So yeah, uh, we'll I, talk I about def- it. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try to make it then. Awesome. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, let the music run out here, and we will see you guys on the podcast next week. Don't forget we record this live every Monday night, gsbn.tv slash live, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, yes.